Hi, this is Sarit Schwetzer, and welcome to the It Is Taught podcast, a podcast devoted to the teachings of Rabbi Schneir Zalman of Liadi, as recorded in his most famous work, the Tanya. My hope for this show is to make these teachings accessible and relatable to the average person, regardless of prior Jewish education or affiliation. The episodes follow the prescribed daily study portions and are meant to serve as practical lessons in how to live your life as your true self and develop an authentic and powerful relationship with your Creator. I have personally experienced the effects the study of this work has had on me, and I'm excited to share what I can of this knowledge with you. So please join me on this journey of learning, self-growth, and connection with your source. Hi, and welcome to the It Is Top podcast. This is episode 179 for the 19th of ER in a leap year. So we have been discussing in this chapter, we're still in the middle of chapter 49 of Likutei Amarim, the concept of tzimtzum, the concept of contraction, which is the most fundamental mechanism by which God created and continues to create the world in which we live. So this mechanism of symptom to in a very basic way is basically the idea of God contracting, retracting himself from the universe in order to make space for something other than him. And we've been talking about this in terms of practically how this applies to our lives and how we're called upon in a way that should be natural to us in recognition of this idea to respond in kind and to similarly retract ourselves and our own needs and contract ourselves in order to serve God and devote ourselves to him. And we've been talking about this in the context of the Shema prayer that we recite on a daily basis in which we declare our devotion to God and our, and the recognition of the unity of God. And we've been talking about the the fact that there are two preceding blessings to the Shema prayer and trying to understand what the connection is between these two preceding blessings and the Shema itself. So yesterday we talked about the first blessing, which is the blessing of Yotzer Or, it's called, which is the blessing regarding God for God's formation of light. And it really focuses on the service of the angels on high and how the angels really recognize the greatness of God and the sacredness of God and the separation of God being totally different and uh, and like above everything else, like not not limited by anything else, and also their total self-sacrificial nature, where their entire being is devoted to Him. And we talked about how the purpose of reciting that blessing before the Shema is in order for us to try to emulate the angels in this way, to try to get a glimpse of their sense of what it is that they're perceiving, that they're sensing, and translate that into our lives. And then today, we're going to be focusing on the second blessing of the Shema, the second blessing that we say before reciting the Shema, which is known as, as the blessing of Avat Olam. Uh, the actual text of the blessing is, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's again, it's, it, it's preceded by a pretty long paragraph talking about God's love of the world and how it is that God chose the Jewish people from amongst all the nations of the world, and he chose us. And we pray about this idea of God really taking us and elevating us amongst all the nations of the world. And we conclude the blessing by saying, Blessed are you, our God, who chooses his nation Israel out of love. And so what we're going to be focusing on today is this idea of 
this love of the world and what that means exactly. And actually, etymologically in Hebrew, with the word olam, the word world in Hebrew, and how it's related to this idea of God loving the world. And again, how this relates to our theme of God removing himself and making space for the other. And how this idea that the title of the podcast today, which is Love Impels the Flesh, is that this is actually the, the idea of loving someone or something actually implies that you want to put yourself aside for this person. So you're, it's going to impel the flesh, meaning to say that it's going to motivate you to go outside of yourself and it's going to motivate you to contract your sense of self and be driven towards giving to this person. Because whenever you give to someone else, obviously you're contracting within yourself. So let's get into the text and see if we can understand this a bit more as we go on. So the altar begins and he says, then after this, meaning after that first blessing that we've been discussing yesterday, we come to a second blessing, which is the blessing of Avat Olam. And it's Avat Olam, Avatanu Hashem Elokeinu. So meaning to say that the, this love of the world, this is the love by which God loves us. God, our God loves us. Meaning to say, God set aside all of the holy heavenly hosts and he decided to bring his shechina and have it dwell upon us. And to the point that he is actually called our God. We don't just say God, you know, we believe in God. We say that God is our God. There's a possessiveness to it. Just like we say that God is the God of Abraham, etc. As we explained above, we said that this that God is the God of Abraham. This same God that's the God of Abraham is our God. And this is due to the fact that love impels the flesh, as we explained. So this idea that when you love something, then you want to contract yourself and give to them. So it impels you to do things for this person. And this is why it's called avat olam. Why? Because olam, this is the aspect of symptom of the contraction of God's great light, which is without end, to have it become enclosed in a very limited place, which is called Olam. So now the altar rabbi doesn't get into this here, but I think it's important to mention that the word Olam in Hebrew is a very interesting word because it means literally world, but it comes from the same root as the word Helem, which means hiddenness. So right there in the word for world itself, we can see this hinted at. We can see the idea that in order to create, in order to have there be a world, it necessitates that there be a concealment. So creation and concealment go hand in hand, as paradoxical that might, as that might sound. So going back to our text, so we're saying here that God basically, out of his love for the Jewish people, for beginning with Abraham, this compelled him to, uh, to contract himself and to create this limited world from his infinity. And he did this out of his love for the Jewish people in order to bring them close to him to become encompassed in his unity and oneness. And this is why when we continue on in this blessing of the of the Avatolam, we it goes on and it says, which literally means exceeding abounding compassion. Meaning to say that the compassion that God gives to us, to the Jewish people here, is over and above. It's, it's exceeding the compassion that he gives to all of the heavenly hosts above. And then when we go on and we say, That you chose us 
from every single nation, from all of the languages of the world. This is meaning to say that it's it's referring to our physical body with its all of its materiality out of the different bodies of the nations of the world. So meaning to say this is a big topic in Hasidus that's discussed at length elsewhere, is that when God chose the Jewish people, it's not just that he chose our souls, because it's like this, our souls are very distinct and they're very recognizable as being different. But really what is truly amazing about God having chosen us, the Jewish people, is that he didn't just choose our souls. He actually chose our bodies, which is much more of a like pure choice in the sense that our souls, you could say, okay, our souls are really different. You see a Jewish soul, you see a non-Jewish soul, they're they're very distinct, they're very different. But when you look at the Jewish people's bodies versus non-Jewish people's bodies, they appear to be the same. So in choosing that, that's a more free kind of actual choice. It's not a, cho- a choice that's compelled by any one thing. Like if you have two things that are really obviously very different than one another, then it might be easier or we can understand that choice and we can say that the person was just like motivated to make that choice because of their history or whatever it is like if you have like a choice between chocolate and spinach and you say pick the one that tastes better you know most people most likely would pick that chocolate with maybe some a few rare exceptions but if you had two different pieces of chocolate and they were both equally good and they both really didn't have anything that would could make one superior over the other and you choose that chocolate one of the chocolates over the other that's more of a a pure kind of choice so that's the kind of choice that god by with which god chose and continues to choose the jewish people is from this like place of real choice it's not that he's like compelled to choose us he actually decides willfully to choose us and then it goes on and it says that you have brought us near to give thanks and this idea of giving thanks the altar says will be explained more elsewhere uh and then it goes on and it says meaning to say that we should proclaim your oneness to become encompassed in God's blessed oneness as we discussed above. So that's the end of the section for today. So just in conclusion, basically the point of today is really to explain that second blessing that we say before the Shema, which the second blessing is really all about focusing on this avat olam, this love of the world that God has, this this love that God has by which he needed to set himself aside in order to create the world. And he focused his love on the Jewish people. And so in or and, and that's the reason that why he did this. So meaning to say that out of God's love of the Jewish people, this impelled him to put himself aside for there to be a world through which he could relate to them for us to be able to connect with God. Just like that we can understand that if you love somebody and you really want them, you will have to do certain things to set yourself aside and to constrict yourself in certain ways in order to have them connect with you. So that is it for today and we will continue tomorrow and I'll speak to you then. Thanks for listening to the It Is Top podcast hosted by Sarit Switzer. This podcast is dedicated in loving memory of my maternal grandfather, Avraham Yitzhak ben Binyamin Cohen of Blessed Memory. Music by Shoshana. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to support the show, please share it with others and subscribe on YouTube, Apple iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And make sure to leave us a five-star review. To find out more about the It Is Taught project, including more information on my soon-to-be-published book, please visit our website, itistaught.com. To catch the latest from me, follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. 
Looking forward to speaking with you tomorrow. And until then, have a great day.